live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on December 11th, 2019. To hit the internet's that very next day, being December 12th, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, anywhere, everywhere podcasts are uh, readily available to the public. And follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 at RedTicketBlues. So here we are, post-Thanksgiving, another podcast. I'm back to say hello, back to continue the investigation, that being the investigation of Rich Catino. I know so many people that don't aren't on Twitter are just like, okay, if we're going to do this guy again. I'm not going to do this every show, people, but I'll tell you. I got a lot of reaction last time to, to the last episode with Rich Catino, and uh, things have only heated up since then. So we're, we'll, we will get to that. We will get to that. This isn't going to become the Rich Catino podcast. You want that? You start your own goddamn podcast and do that, all right? And maybe I'll start that one too. But I, I mean, right now, uh, we but there, but there has there's there's subjects we will get to about Rich Catino, and I, I got to give a lot of credit to the people doing the detective work. We got our Sherlock Holmes, we got our Watson, we got everyone doing the due diligence, trying to find out if that Twitter account is real. We know he's a real human being, pretty sure. Uh, I've heard his voice, I've heard audio of it, but uh, yeah, so a lot, lot of lot of good people, a lot of lot, lot of good people on both sides. Am I right? Uh, Lots to get to, lots to get to. Um, how was your Thanksgiving? A little, little bit after the fact, it's December 11th. When, when was uh, Thanksgiving? November 28th. So uh, yeah, it's been a while, you know, uh, not keeping up to the weekly podcast, but hey, I'm still checking in on you here. Just checking in on you. Uh, so I'm here to say hello. I'm here in uh, rainy Northern California here on a Wednesday night. It is uh, pretty miserable out. I don't know what the temperatures and uh, are like out back in the Northeast, but I'll tell you, pretty, pretty, pretty miserable today. I mean, we're talking low 50s, early 40s, just a miserable day of just rain. And uh, it's not that California sunshine that you uh, are used to with uh, postcards and all that garbage. So it was an ugly day and uh, there are plenty more going for it. All right. Yeah. You got to love it. Got to love it. I mean, right. I mean, hey, you don't like the weather in Northern California? Wait 15 minutes. All right. Or, or you know, any place in the fucking world. But uh, let's begin, as we always do, with the uh, most successful franchise in North American history, that being the New York Yankees. Um, we say goodbye to Didi Gregorius, which, you know, I, I, everyone knows I'm a huge Didi fan. And I think Didi got screwed in the sense that, hey, you know, he, uh, he, he got hurt before a contract year, came back a little too early, didn't make it happen. And you know what? From a emotional standpoint, I'm very sad to see Didi go. But if I'm if I'm Brian Cashman and I'm I'm signing the checks and well he doesn't sign the checks he well, he hands out the already signed checks. Uh, I think it's the right move. And listen, he's going to he's going to back to his old friend there in Joe Girardi. And uh, like I said on Twitter, he wants to play for a man who wears a uniform, not you know who wears a jersey a jersey top, not a man in Aaron Boone who wears this. This this little outfit, I like. I think he's a rockhead or something. He he's got the sweatshirt and the the ripped off sleeves. But then it's like he 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 got out of the weight room there in high school and walked outside. And then he got too cold. And then he put an undershirt on under it. Aaron Boone should be investigated by MLB along with the Houston Astros for cheating. But he should be investigated for the fact that that is a fashion faux pas. Am I right? Ah, uh, not fabulous, Mister Rockwell. Where are you? Or is that Blackstone? Rockwell, Blackstone, whatever. Uh, just a ridiculous. Put it this way. We've talked about how insane it is that these short, old, rotund men even wear uniforms as if, you know, they're going to need a pinch hitter like Yogi Berra is going to be like, well, you know, okay, let, let me hop in there. The idea of what Aaron Boone wears on a daily basis is worse than these guys wearing the uniforms. That's how bad it is. 
I need to move on. Of course. They won 103 games last year. Move on, Brian. And they're going to win more. You know why? Because Garrett Cole is a New York Yankee. Now, that is some contract. And I know, I know. I Listen, I, I don't mean to be that asshole that has to throw cold water on it. I mean, it's a little bit of a lie. I do enjoy doing that to a certain extent. But I mean, I, I think we can all agree that that's a lot of money, all right? 324, 326, 324. You know, Bob Nightingale was trying to say funny, something funny with the strikeouts. Well, there's 326, I believe. Not that it matters. I mean, it's only $2 million. I mean, come on. Uh, $326 million for nine years. Nine. Always nine. Always. It's, try to escape it nine times. You can't. Garrett Cole, as good as he is, he is a three-time All-Star. He has never won a Cy Young. He's coming off a team that was involved in a major sign-stealing controversy. Now, I'll give you Garrett Cole's numbers. Now, last year, the numbers were spectacular. 326 strikeouts, a uh, whip. Jeez, look at that whip. 0.895. And he had an ERA at 2.50. Now, last year, he had 2.88. Still very good, very good. Before that, 4.26. His overall ERA is 3.22. Now, I know what people are saying, Brian, he's 28 years old. They usually don't come out like that good and blazing on their, you know, their first year as a rookie. But so I understand. And listen, he's the, he's the hot free agent for sure. $326 million. Now, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I don't know. Can I do this, Twitter? Am I allowed to say that I'm really ha- happy the Yankees got him? Because you know what? It is play now. It is going to do this. And can I be a tad critical of how ridiculous the contract is? Is that allowed? It, it, I, I, I don't know. I think it's so short-sighted by some fans. Now, I'm not saying the deal shouldn't have been done because of the money. It's not my money. So the people that say that, oh, all that money, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, you know, but at the same time, don't complain that prices go up at Yankee Stadium. Or, well, oh, they got all that money through the, through the gates and everything. They, they're greedy bastards. You think they're passing on the savings to you, you chump? No, of course they're not. Guess what? That Bud Light just went to 15. But that... That, that doesn't affect me, and I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm glad they got Garrett Cole. But again, you know, and people say, I don't care about 2028. You'll be the same bastards complaining in 2028 that they're hampered by Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton's contract and say, geez, why won't the, why won't the Steinbrenners and Cashman go out and spend money? Oh, why won't they do it? They're cheap, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, you, you, you see it. You see that's going to happen. That you can't be like, eh, well, you know, but it, it's it's for the it's short run, you know. It's okay to have both sides. Everyone's got that rosy glow. I said it, I, th- I think I said on Twitter, that rosy after prom glow to them because they got the big free agent. Yes, the Yankees haven't gotten a big free agent pitcher since CeCe, really. So it, it's it's been a while, and I get it. I like Derek Cole. I think he's uh, he's he's going to help a lot. Because um, yeah, I think it's also forward planning by the Yankees in the sense of, you know, uh, Hap's going to be gone. But who cares? Tanaka, I think this is his last co- last year of contract, right? Um, Domingo Herman, who's going to be? Who knows if he's going to be on the team? After that, it gets a little thin. You know, what do you what do you what do you have after this? Look at Delby Garcia. Is he a starter uh, from the minors? I don't even know. But I'm excited about Gary Cole. I am. I am. But Christ Almighty, you would have thought that I said that the you know, and there are other people, and I, there are plenty of people. That's a bad deal. I'm sorry. It's a win now deal. That will get them a few championships, but don't come complaining to me that they're not, which I know you will, that you always come complaining to me, that don't come complaining to me when they can't do shit in, you know, five, six years. 
when they're when they don't have any money to spend and the team stink. This is the New York Yankees. It's all or nothing. If you only win World Series, yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard all the fucking, but you know the slogans on WFAN. Shut up. Hey, can you tell me what the definition of insanity is? Uh, you know, Randall from Forest Hills. But he was the biggest free agent market. I mean, it's, it's just the idea that Steven Strasburg was what the highest paid pitching contract ever for a day, and the Yankees paid a hundred million dollars more for Garrett Cole. I mean. It's not your money. I, I know. I'm not going to do the two-voice thing. I get everyone's excited. It's, I didn't even let it marinate for 24 hours. So I was going to look like the bad guy. I was going to look like the old curmudgeon. I get it. I get it. But hey, don't tell me it's about business. And then when you're throwing away years on the back end, I know. I know. You got the win now, win now team. Well, if they don't win this year, well, if they don't win next year. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm still happy they made the deal. It's just insane. Nine years. That's... Uh, Brian, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I know I'm all over the map here. What can you do? I'm 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 happy, and I think it bolsters our rotation. And I think it it definitely makes them the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. I really do. Isn't that the most important thing overall? I mean, really. Uh, I don't think they're gonna make many uh, roster moves. I think their team's kind of set right now. I mean, you might see a, a, a you might see Gardner resigned. Who gives a shit? Well, you do. You you do care, but you know. You can't go into the season with Gardner as a starter. I said that before. I said that before. Uh, let's see. What what else did we have to discuss on the baseball front? There were a few things that I wanted to talk about real quick. I thought that, I thought there was something. I forget. Oh, I finally saw the A-Rod show. I, I finally saw it. I watched it on the plane um, going to Connecticut uh, for Thanksgiving, which was fine. You know, there are no issues. It's a little snow. Can't take that cold, man. I can't. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've become such a pansy. I, I can't. It, it was it was freezing out and just it was good. It was good to see family and friends and whatnot. It really was. It really was. My parents they watch a lot of uh, television, and uh, my dad's got Fox News on. For, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Fox News gets a bad rap because a lot of it is idiocy. But a lot of stuff in the morning is very very down the middle. The news. It, I mean, it leans right a little bit, of course. But I mean, it's it's not. I don't know, it's not like insane. I think I think when you start to get into like the the craziness in the afternoon, when it's just like why, well, you know, it becomes like you know, uh, what do you first take ridiculousness? Well, we'll bring on this liberal. We'll get really angry about stuff, and the liberal will be crazy, so we look smarter in the long run. MSNBC has the same, you know, the, the same formula. It's just, <laughs> it's just pay people enough to come on and look like idiots for the other side to make this side look good. That, that it's pretty good. But I did uh, so over and over again these commercials. Now obviously you get your. Uh, you know, the apocalypse is upon us. You got to buy silver. You got to buy it now. Buy silver, buy gold, buy it now, store it, get ready. Listen, it's at historic highs right now. I mean, or is it at historic lows? It can go to historic highs. Maybe that's better. You don't want to buy high. You buy low, sell high. That's how it works. Buy silver, buy silver. But th- those are those are par for the course. It's Tom Selleck mortgage, uh, reverse mortgage commercials. Like, you know, am I supposed to actually believe that Tom Selleck is really invested in a... Uh, reverse mortgage. He's the commissioner on Blue Bloods. I mean, come on. I think I think the policeman's uh, salary is probably playing pretty well there. But the idea, you know, he just walks around. He walks, first of all, he walks around this like Manhattan mansion as he's just like pontificating. He's just like, you know, like, like he is on the commissioner on Blue Bloods. You know, when you think about it, it's, you know, it's practical. You know, when you want to have security, you think about a reverse mortgage. And I've done the research. Oh, I'm sure you have Magnum PI. I'm sure you've done the research on, on reverse mortgages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sit down. Well, let's talk about reverse mortgages. 
And then if the, and the, as if the, the, the presentation of the commercial can't get any more pathetic, you have Joe Namath come on. He could not be happier to be talking, talking to you about Medicare. Oh, my God. He's, he's got a smile on his face like Susie Colbert's there. He's ready to kiss her. He's, he's just sitting there. Well, let me, let me tell you all about Medicare. I mean, it's great. It's great. He's laughing up and down like some, like some huckster. I mean, he, and it's not even Medicare. It's like some Medicare, not even a subsidiary. It's like some, some, <laughs> somebody that sells you Medicare. They don't sell you. The, the government sells you that. Well, you bought into that. You didn't sell it to you. But, ugh. Just seeing that, and I said to my father, I was like, hey, you got to feel old there. You got, you got, Broadway Joe is, he, you've never seen him, such a shit-eating grin on his face about Medicare. Father's just like, yeah, well, yeah, that's life. It's almost as bad as Tom Selleck selling. Yeah, I said, absolutely. That, that, that's exactly what it is. But it was, uh, it was, what, what am I, what am I talking about here? What, what, where was I going with this in the first place? Oh, the A-Rod show. Right. So I watched it on the plane. I have no really, uh, great travel stories. You know, Southwest, obviously ridic- ridiculous process. And then I still, I, I said, South, I added Southwest on Twitter has to be the most ridiculous boarding process in the world. And they're like, we completely understand where you're coming from. We, we hear you, something like that. But we found that this is the most effective way. And our, and our, you know, our audience, our, our flyers love it. And I'm just like, but you understand where I'm coming from. So you're acknowledging that it's stupid. They, they didn't respond, which listen, I owned Southwest on Twitter, which yeah, yeah, there you go. So that, that's where I'm coming from. But, you know, I, I could say, I could do the whole thing. Listen, I sat to this, I sat next to this guy, this old guy. He sat, he was in the middle. He was very fat. Um, but you know what? Yeah, he, he was fat. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice in the sense, the, the, the seats are made for, for small people. Like he was falling over the sides. And yeah, so that, that, that armrest of mine, because I had the aisle, no, that right armrest, that, that, was, that was out of commission. Especially since as soon as he sat on, he was asleep with his little neck pillow and a face mask um, before we even took off. So, and snoring, too. He snoring so loud that the people across from me um, definitely heard him snoring. They were laughing. And uh, this woman, uh, what else happened? Anything else? This woman was talking my wife's head off the whole time, the whole time. And I, and I'm just like, Oh God, I don't want anything to do with that. And then I got off the plane and I was just like, Oh, so you enjoy that. You, 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 you enjoyed talking to that person who was, who talked to you the whole flight that the, you know, basically the whole airline could hear it. And she's like, she was talking to me about how she metastasized breast cancer, you asshole. And I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Um, and how she's recovering. And I'm like, uh, do you know about Rich Catino? I mean, uh, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you gotta take the loss and move on. Um, but yeah, the A-Rod show, third attempt. I did watch it and it's just as bad as you could possibly imagine, but I definitely recommend watching it. And they're on demand on the CNBC app, uh, as long as you have a cable subscription. It is Alex Rodriguez. It's so scripted. It's so scripted and, and choreographed. He gets these losers, uh, like Ryan Lochte, or I didn't see the Evander Holyfield one, but I saw, who's the chick, a uh, woman, uh, N- Nicole Eggert from uh, Baywatch. And then some terrible comedian, which I, I never, I didn't even know who he was. And he basically just says, okay, so you've done this wrong. Lots of hand movement, lots of hand gestures, lots of uh, thinking really deep when, you know, in A-Rod's brain, there's really not much. It's like a cartoon character just playing a fiddle. I mean, there's, there's not really a ton going on up there. Um, but he decides that these people are going to have a, all right, so you did this. Now this is what you're going to do. Uh, Nicole Egger. You're going to, she was going to have a, a taco stand or a burrito stand or something. Well, she fell apart. She just stopped. And, you know, A-Rod just like, Nicole, you're wasting my time. It's very valuable. It's classic A-Rod shit. And, and the perfect part 
is that he use all he uses all these sports analogies just in case you forgot he was an athlete. It's like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go for the gold here. All right, now that's what I want to see out of you. Now we're starting here, but we want to get to the end zone. Okay. We want to get to the end zone and make sure this happens. Again, lots of hand movement, lots of hand movement, lots of thinking, sitting at the desk, moving, talking to people on the phone, speakerphone. Uh, can you get me so-and-so? And uh, things like that. So it, it, it's perfect. It really is. And what's it called back in the game? I think he even said that. He's like, listen, you're doing great and we're almost there. We're going to get you back in the game. It's just like, oh God, are, are you kidding me with this shit? There, and of course, you know, it's awkward, A-Rod, the terrible comedian guy I was talking about. He became a realtor, which he still had no idea what he was doing. And he, he, there was minimal effort put in. He was supposed to be doing all these things and then he was playing golf. And then A-Rod showed up, you know, A-Rod showed up in the middle of this like green, not, I don't mean green, green, but like green, like like a park that he was in. And he's just like, hey, uh, so aren't you working? And he said, oh, I just thought I'd do some golf, uh, you know. Well, uh, come on, you're uh, wasting my time. Let's get uh, back in the game. And, you know, every, obviously everything went, not, they don't always go great. I shouldn't say that, but it, it went great. And then they went to a comedy club and he was, this guy was doing his terrible comedy and A-Rod was in the crowd and like, it was an awful joke and you could just hear A-Rod in the back. <laughs> it's, it's very much like I, like I talked about, uh, Jack Ryan last week, how bad it was. And I can't wait for season three. I will be watching Alex Rodriguez back in the game. I, I will have to binge them. I will have to binge them for sure. But uh, yeah, it was just as bad, phony, and uh, unauthentic as I thought it would be. And A-Rod, you lived up to all of my wishes, all of my dreams, all of my, everything I wanted. Uh, you performed because you are a uh, yeah, empty-headed idiot. And it was wonderful. Uh, what else? Uh, speaking of things I said, I saw Irishman. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It, it, just like everyone else's criticism. And it was too long, obviously. Three and a half hours for, for a movie is... Um, too long, but you know, I d definitely agree with, uh, Robert De Niro's character statement. He's just like, you know, people know who Jimmy Hoffa was, that he disappeared, but people didn't know who I, I, I knew Jimmy Hoffa disappeared and that he was, you know, buried in the end zone of the giant stadium that I didn't know anything about it. So I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good job out of Pesci and Pacino and you know, all the, all the characters. Um, I even like that Paul, Paul Sorvino was played by Herc from the wire. They just put a bunch of fat makeup on him. It was actually pretty interesting. Uh, good, good show. Good, good, good movie. Um, Again, it, it, that's a tough one. Like, I'm going to watch that again three and a half hours. That's that's not a rewatchable movie is what I'm saying. So, uh, was there anything else? Let's see. Da, 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 da. I wanted to discuss something else. Um, so, yeah, Francesca's gone. Um, that's uh, We say goodbye. It was really a, kind of a non-issue, you know? He, he's But it's still the same thing. Everyone calling and crying. And it just... Because I listened to the last show. Uh, probably the first entire show that I've listened to since Mike got back. And it was the you know, grown men and grown. There's an 18 year old woman that called and cried. And my and you know Mike takes all in stride. He's like, oh dear, dear, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, I thank you. I thank you. And you know I, I love all of you. Uh, I'll be back on WFN next week. Which that was the, the most idiotic thing about it. He, he's not officially going away. He's going away from drive time. So we have to say goodbye to that. Oh, Mike, he's gonna be doing a political show. Which I talk about a Rod show being laughable. Mike's political show will be awful. And I can't, I'm going to listen to that. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be so one-sided. And listen, he's probably going to straddle the line of some sort of racism. I could definitely see that. I could definitely seeing those people or these people, you know, definitely. So I get ready, get ready. They don't have the black vote. I could, I could see something like that. Uh, but very good. But he, he was endorsing his, uh, his, he, he was promoting his words about uh, Garrett Cole. 
uh, t- today. And he was saying, uh, yeah, check me out on radio.com. No link to it, just generic radio.com. It's like, hey, did you see that article on CNN.com? Yeah, do you have the link? CNN.com. It's like, yeah, I might be able to find this. Mike is so lost. It's He just continues to make bad decision after bad decision. It's truly remarkable. I've never seen any, I've never seen someone do that. I mean, maybe Doc Gooden. I mean, other than that, or Lenny Dykstra. Which, you know, Lenny Dykstra, by the way, I saw him endorsing this podcast, Crime and Sports. I just started listening to it. I didn't even finish one episode. It's actually pretty good. The guys on there can get a little annoying. The audio maybe is, should be better. But I mean, they got all these stories about just basically assholes in sports and criminals. So I'm listening to Albert Bell right now. He offers no apologies or candy. The pleasantness of Albert Bell. So it, it I, again, I've only listened to one episode. It has 19, 19, 14.6 thousand reviews. I mean, just a few more than this podcast, by the way, uh, you know, he used to have 50 something on there, but now only 11, but if you listen on iTunes, please go leave a rating or review. It would definitely help me out red ticket blues and, uh, you know, other places. I don't know where else you can really review it. I know stitcher. You can as well. Um, but yes, you Apple users on iOS, please, please, please leave a review for this, uh, this podcast where I just talk and kind of think of topics as we go and stutter and stammer and repeat the same topics that I've been talking about for the last four years. Uh, so speaking of that, let's talk about Eldo Beckham, huh? You know, Speaking of assholes, it's it's funny to watch Odell Beckham. And now the fanboy audience is starting to dwindle because things are becoming much clear, clearer now. They put the glasses on. They've seen how much of a jerk Odell Beckham is. So he wants out. He wants out of Cleveland. It's not even been a full season. He thought he's going to resurrect his career. Well, and I mean, he didn't even need to have his career resurrected. I mean, he's still he's still a great player. He just wanted out of that situation because Eli was a bad. It wasn't good anymore, and Baker Mayfield was supposed to be great. Baker Mayfield again. Please be quiet when the offense is on the field. Please, thank you. I've had enough of the Baker Mayfield commercials. He's not that good. But uh, yeah, so Beckham, he's doing it a little different. Normally, he he complains to the you know to to the entire audience to the to the public. Now he's going to players on the other team after the game and saying, "Please take me." Please take me. Please take me. And then when that comes out, then he goes to the public and then just, you know, shoots his cryptic messages at, quote unquote, the haters and uh, says that's not true, blah, 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 blah. He's a horse's ass. Uh, he reminds me a little bit, and I know it's not the perfect analogy, but it's kind of, he's, he reminds me a little bit of Allen Iverson in the sense that both jerks, um, both incredible talents, now, Beckham has not gotten into trouble off the field legally like Allen Iverson. And Beckham is also not at the top of the entire sport like Iverson was. So it's not a perfect analogy. But the main thing is they're both assholes and one never won a championship. And I can guarantee you the other one will never win one either. Yes, I'm putting my Francesa old hat on right now when it comes to Odell Beckham. Because that's one thing I agree with Mike about. He is a horse's ass. He will never win anything. And even the support from the sycophants is dwindling. It is dwindling, and I love to see it because the guy is a jerk, and he will always be a jerk. People like that don't change. They're assholes to the day they die. And I, and I frankly, I don't want to talk to them. That's the way I look at it. What the hell? Oh, it's garbage day. I got to bring the garbage out. Just wondering what the shadowy figure out there was doing. Remember in the beginning of Commando? That guy like woke up early. I probably said this before. It's whenever I think of garbage, I always think of that scene in the beginning, right in the beginning when he runs out to bring the gar. I've definitely talked about this to bring the garbage on. He says says to the garbage man, "Hey, wait, 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 wait a second. 
here you go. And he brings it out. And then the guys just turn around and like, just like shoot him up. It has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever. Nothing to do with the plot. They must have like cut out a scene there. I, again, I know I've said this. Hey, you do the podcast for this many years. There's going to be repeats. All right, people just, just deal with it. Okay. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? Bah, bah, bah. I'm not talking about Papa John's. That's a little, that's one of those things that the Papa John's interview that's takes over the, takes the internet by storm for like 48 hours, 72. I wrote that down. Like as soon as it happened, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm totally going to talk about that. That is old news. Now. The only thing I saw about Papa John's is that Shaq said people need to cut their mouth shut. Cause Shaq is now the spokesman of Papa John's, which Shaq again, Shaq, Martha Stewart, Snoop. I mean, you could, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I'm trying to think of something. I don't want to be too graphic. Yeah. You could basically have them do anything. We'll put it that way. <laughs> that was terrible. Believe me, you don't want to know what I was going to say. Uh, or maybe you do. Let's see. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. What else? Kind of slow right now. You know, I, I did. I'm trying to say there's not that many, not that much football going on. Or not that many sports, but I did watch football when I was in Connecticut. I mean, of course, you had the Ravens and 49ers playing, but I was stuck with the Jets and Giants in Connecticut. I, I mean, watching full football games was good. Watching with my dad, I'm some drinks. Was that the night I drank too much? I think that was Monday. No, that was Tuesday. I drank too much. Uh, I think Sunday I was good. Um, but yeah, the uh, you, know, you almost forget. I mean, all announcers are stupid. Like, they, they say things. It's a long game. They got to come up with stuff and... It's just, uh, I think football announcers really, really take the cake, though. They really do. Especially, like, you know, you get the whole, so, well, this team, they really got the mental fortitude. They're really going to come through what matters, Jim. And, you know, I, I like what this offense has been doing lately. They're really clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they're sharing the ball. That's basketball. And, but, uh, you know, they're, they're really, you know, making strides and going for that first down. I mean, I really like what I'm seeing. Like, there's obviously that stupid talk. But what I always... What, I feel like I heard this in the Jets and Giants game too. It just, they always like thank the fans, you know, even if the team if fan base is really, you know, and, and Bill, this, this, uh, this team's been struggling, but, uh, you know, th- this fan base has been through a lot and this, this is one of the better fan bases in the NFL. I mean, they love their team and, uh, they really deserve a winner, but I mean, they've been through a lot. So, uh, you know, w- w- I really hope that, uh, they could deliver a winner to these fans because th- th- they deserve it. How's every fan base the best? I, I want to hear them just say that a fan base sucks sometimes because there's a lot of them that do suck. You know, John, this fan base, I mean, let, let's be honest, they're one of the worst in the NFL. They don't support the team. They hate the players and they're cheap and they smell. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I think they deserve every th- bad thing that happens to them, including cancer. Whoa, Jesus Christ. They're not smart. They're idiots. All right. Most of the fan base of most teams are idiots. They don't know the three, uh, you know, branches of government and they don't know the three states of matter. It, it, uh, it, so, so let's not give them too much credit. That just annoyed me. It really didn't have anything to do with anything, but I, I had that written down. It was just like, stop saying the fan base is so great. You ever look to your left, look to your right at a game? Yeah, it's really not that impressive. It's really not. If you're that impressed by it, then uh, you, you hang around with a very dull crowd that, uh, you know, you don't expect much out of. Speaking of don't expect much out of, how about the, those impeachment processes, huh? <laughs> I'll say this. I know nothing about what the burden of proof is when it comes to impeachment. I don't know where it's at, what you have to, does a crime have to be committed? Is it, you know, I, I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. 
But I'll tell you, as everyone knows on this podcast, I uh, am not a Trump guy. Uh, they're obviously not going to impeach him because of the Senate. You'd have to flip like 20 people. Duh. But the actual evidence that's been laid out, and I haven't watched every second of it because I do not want to enter, enter some sort of psychiatric facility if I watched all of it. Um, it's incredible how people wiggle their way into mentions on Twitter, anything to relate it to, 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 to politics, to, I love Trump. To I hate Trump. It's just like, you're pathetic. Get a life. Go help an old lady across the street. Go smell the flowers. Go, go do something. Go volunteer. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of presumption about what Trump did. I have not seen the smoking gun. I mean, just to be honest, I have not seen this instance where it's like, Boom, there it is. He did it. Voila. I think he probably did do it. There's a lot of presumption. There's a lot of insinuation. But I don't see any smoking gun that this happened. Again, Donald Trump knows what, what, what's he's, what he's doing. He's been doing this kind of crap for 50 years. I mean, not that specific stuff, but, you know, shady dealings. Knows just to say enough or not too much. He knows. I, I just, I, I don't know where they're going with this or any of, I, I'm, I'm very confused as to, well, I mean, just take, take Donald Trump out of this. Let's just say this person that was supposedly did this, his name is, you know, John Smith. No, not John Smith. Not, not, not Roanoke. No, 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 not, not John. Um, John, I was gonna say John Adams. It's like, I don't keep going back to historical figures. John, uh, <laughs> John Jacobs. And uh, the government is saying John Jacobs did this. Would you still look at this the same way? Oh, yeah, John Jacobs totally. No, you know, I mean, people are so blinded by the Trump. This is another thing I was discussing. While I keep going back to my trip back to Connecticut. This is another thing about Trump. Like, he he passed that tax that tax reform tax law, right? That that was big. That's probably been, you know, that, that was one of the crowning achievements of his, uh, his presidency. Outside of that, good or bad. What has he actually accomplished? Like, forget the tweets, forget the nonsense, the posturing, the dumb statements, the, you know, the interviews by that helicopter, all that crap. Look at policy-wise and accomplishments. What has he actually done? He's been very little either side. He's been kind of a nothing president. I mean, the tax thing was huge. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't done a lot. I, I, I say that to Trump supporters and I say that to Trump, not detractors, but Trump haters. I mean, unless I'm missing something, and if I am, please, please, at Brian Buck 13 and at Red Take Blues, tell me how wrong I am. Because if you go back in the history of this podcast, I've never been wrong once. So I'm still willing to, uh, you know, take acceptance for that first first time being wrong. Um, so, yeah. And uh, finally, people, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it again. We'll go into the world of Ricatino. And, I, and I'll tell you, there are some real gumshoes. Um, like Carmen Sandiego, right? Oh, gumshoe gumshoes about what's going on with this man. And, uh, let, let's, let's see if I can line up some tweets here. So we're still trying to figure out what now, first of all, he's taking on a new job and let's, let's, let's rehash here. Rich Catino is, let's actually see what his bio says these days. He is a, a beat reporter. Um, oh, I would look at him, but oh, he blocked me on Twitter. Oh, and he locked his other account. <laughs> look at Loserville. <laughs> Who's the mayor of Loserville now? Hot take. Um, what am I doing? Katino. Kutin Ho. He is an associate team leader for H&R Block as well as Met Beat reporter for ESPN 98.7 FM, author of the book Press Box Revolution, which 
everyone's talking about. Uh, now he's associate team leader for H and R Block. Now he's got a million other jobs too, and I got to say, brilliant decision jumping in for uh, some part time work at H and R Block outside of tax season. I gotta love that. That's it's forward thinking. I like it. Um, but let's see. So this is just an hour ago. Had great boxing class tonight, hitting the big bag. My boxing coach Mallory said to me, your left jab is getting good and that your right-handed cross is becoming a fierce punch. I'd hate to get on your bad side. Great class. I feel I'm really progressing. Now, is he insinuating that Mallory feels that Rich may beat her? Um, I'm not really sure. First of all, we all know Mallory probably doesn't exist. So let's just get that out there. Okay. Some blah, 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 blah. So he's actually got some... Some uh, some some sports stuff here. I see these DR spots running on some local TV stations, pitching consumers to stop paying cable providers for an antenna notch. Okay, let, let me pause this. I'm not going to give you all the, the the bullshit here, but there are people hard. Uh, excuse me, big on the case here. And what I mean by that is, I got some people here. And this is uh, at one Don Cherry. I've gone through Catino's old tweets dating all the way back to '09, and I'm convinced the account was all his for quite some time. Now was. In not parentheses, but stars. My theory is that a second person has the password now that explains the odd mix of deranged Mallory tweets and normal Mets biz tweets. So we're going with some sort of conspiracy here that there was a second person on this account. My only theory, my only uh, reply to that, my only criticism of that. And uh, I believe, let's see who, uh, Jayhoff10 brought it up and said, yes, but wouldn't he realize that some of the tweets weren't his? is one Don Cherry. I'm calling everyone by their, by their Twitter names. Hey, Galaxy Boy 94. Um, one Don Cherry. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I mean, that, that would be, the, that would be a, a good question. Like, did he then abandon the account? And uh, after the password was then stolen or, 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 you know, given like what, what, what happened and how was he allowed this to go on with this idiocy? So it's a good question to digest. It's just food for thought. Uh, and there was another one that I wanted to read here. Let's see. And this is uh, Bob Sacamano, which is it's just an absolutely perfect name. It's at B Sacamano 28, who said, I developed a Catino spreadsheet. Mallory might be a figment of his imagination. First reference of a Mallory is in 2012. First started tweeting about boxing girl in April. Most quote unquote sessions occur on the 12th. Tomorrow is judgment day for the study. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> I developed a Catino spreadsheet. Now going back to oh, not, or go the other guy went back to 12. This guy, Bob Sacamano goes back to 2012. All right, the other guy goes back to 2009. Uh, and yeah, the tweet from uh, 2012 says, or the famous line from Family Ties, I want you, Mallory. One year in spring break in Fort Lauderdale, we overused that line. Yeah, sure you did. Uh, let me see. Would, I, I did not know Jonah Carey is like beating the hell out of his wife all the time. He, he was just one of those overly, you know, dramatic sports writers that was, you know, over overly emotional about things. And now I, geez, I didn't realize that like he's facing all these charges. I thought that was a joke when it came up. Jeez. Oh, how about the Mets too, by the way, the, I I'm, I'm happy for the Mets, Mets fans in five years. The Wilpons sounds like, well, maybe not relinquish ownership of the Mets, but certainly, um, they will give up a lot of it. And, uh, looks like they got some billionaire taking over. I forget his name. Um, Madden. Uh, I don't, I don't know. But back to Catino for a second here, folks. This is this is this is about Rich Catino and 
is it real? I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that, uh, that poll up too. I want to see where people are at on this thing. I feel like people want to believe it's real, but I feel like a lot of people deep down inside know it's not real. I don't know. I go back and forth. I really do. So I'm going to put up a poll in the Red Ticket Blues uh, uh, account and uh, retweet that thing because I want a lot of votes on that. Retweet that thing and find out, is he real? Actually, we won't really find out. We'll just find out what other people's opinions are because that's really not a scientific study. Let's see. This is what I'm trying to find here. It was so outrageous. It was from like a week ago. Let me see. Let's see. Well, then there's this, there's this one. As Americans, we must be aware history has proven when we're in the middle of impeachment, our enemies always mobilize to attack, knowing president could be lacking consensus and power. Happened to Carter with hostages after Nixon and 9-11. Oh, happened to Carter with hostages after Nixon and 9-11 after Bill uh, Clinton, Monica Lewinsky stuff. Not really sure what he's talking about there. Um, I don't think the hostages have anything to do. And Nixon wasn't impeached and there were no impeachment hearings. Um, I don't think there were. Were there? I don't know. There was a lot of talk, but, uh, and, you know, Bill Clinton went out of his way to try to get Osama bin Laden. So I think Rich should really leave the political history to, uh, people who have some sort of loose, uh, understanding of it on podcast instead of, you know, tweeting out just absolute lies. Cause uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, it's, it's analysis. That's ridiculous is what it is. Well, here's a good one. Boxing class tomorrow. After my last class, my coach Mallory told me, keep hitting the bag. Like that, as they said in Rocky Four, I haven't seen Rocky Four. Do they say that results will be obviously obvious? Anything he, he is absolutely dreadful tweeter too, by the way. And, and I don't mean in terms of content, but just run on sentences. I don't know how he could actually put any work, uh, you know, produce any quality work. Boxing class tomorrow. After my last class, my coach Mallory told me told me all sorts of like just dashes everywhere. Keep hitting the bag like that. As they said in Rocky four results will be obvious. Anything you hit, you will destroy. Okay. I've never seen Rocky four. So I'm just going to assume that's a quote. She will put in my earplugs. She will, she will put in my earplugs songs, no easy way out and burning heart should energize me. Yeah. That, that none of that happened. Um, let's see. She just stopped and put in earplugs for this. God, why? Why am I arguing with the with with these, these eating at my favorite? This was four days ago too. Eating at my favorite Italian restaurant in Rybrook with with my girlfriend, which doesn't exist, or is that Mallory? And a bunch of Met fans that follow me on Twitter came over to talk Mets. Yes, that's a lie. Come on, they would have just said, "Are you real? Do you have a real Twitter account? Is this your account? Are you brain dead?" When we were done talking, I apologized to my girlfriend. She said, "Don't be silly, Rich. I love the Mets." That's what she'd say because people came to talk to you. I love the Mets. It's kind of an odd uh, response from your girlfriend to just say that. I love the Mets. Uh, Let's see. Another one here. Watching Ken Burns. This is all since the last podcast. That's what we'll do. We'll just read these. I could go back a little bit. Watching Ken Burns special, the segment on Jackie Robinson death, making tears roll down my face. A true great American in every way. Rich Coutinho. Just like everyone else on Twitter, overly emotional. You're not actually crying watching something. Uh, let's see. I know. I know. You might be bored of this, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, here's another one. At my church today, my minister asked me to moderate a rap session on born-again Christianity bias in the business world. Let's dissect that sentence for a second. At my church today. Okay. Gotcha. My minister asked me to moderate a rap session. Is that rap? Now, when I hear rap session, I think of like... Uh, you know, Tiga in the basement there on BET. Um, basement? Is that what it was? 
uh, moderate a rap session or am I, or am I being too literal with the word rap on born again, Christianity bias in the business world? I didn't know this was a, uh, thing. Okay. Maybe I'm just getting educated here. I must say I did more listening than talking. So they asked you to moderate it. Okay. Uh, I must say I did more listening to talk, but was appalled to hear what some of my fellow Christians go through on a regular basis. Very eye opening. Um, I'm, I'm very confused by the rap part. Um, I know he's big into karaoke. Your version of Mac OS is no longer supported. Okay. What does that mean? Get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm at a loss for words with this account. Sometimes I, I, I know I'm pushing it here, but uh, there's, God, I'm, st I'm still looking for that one tweet that was so outrageous. On Thanksgiving weekend, I'm so thankful and often think about words. Todd Frazier told me when I got my diagnosis, which probably never happened. When I needed chemo, he said, you can beat this, Rich, because you're a fighter. Every day of chemo, those words from Todd motivated me. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, that never happened. That never happened at all. There's something about how all the all of them, like, a bunch of people were talking about his book. They saw him in public, and they all wanted him to, like, sign his book or something. I got to find it here. So the, here's here's an example, though. I, I will say that this is where I start to really think that the, the account is not real. So Matt Eholt, who uh, covers MLB for MLB Yahoo Sports, I guess he mostly just does Mets. I don't know if he does other stuff. But he is he is hated by the Mets fan base. Absolutely hated. And he writes, Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. May God bless us all. Which, you know, shut up with the tweets like that. You only All that is is for the dopamine like hit. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Oh, you're such a great person. Wow, I bet you put a dollar in the Salvation Army thing when they're ringing the bell. Aren't you wonderful, Matt? And Rich Catino responds with, Happy Thanksgiving, Matt. I consider you a, you a gr you great friend whose friendship helped me through some tough times this year. Matt Eholt does not respond. He doesn't even react to the tweet. That, that's that's not normal. If you said that to somebody and there was no response, you, you start to think that's not a real account. Or if you were that person, you start to think maybe that person isn't a great friend. And maybe their friendship really didn't help you through all those tough times. That That's bizarre. That's bizarre. But then every once in a while, I think you get somebody did respond like Steve, like Adam Rubin. It's very confusing. Very, very confusing. All right. So that that's this, this uh, little segment's gone on long enough. But there was one thing I wanted to read here. This is from uh, from a little inside source. This is a guy who said he used to work with Rich. I spoke to Rich many times, and this is at D, D as in the letter D, D, idiot face. So I like <laughs> Bob Sacramento, D, idiot face. I spoke to Rich many times over the years of my old job. He was our stringer for the Mets. I'm not sure what a stringer is. Uh, his delusions of grandeur never came up when we spoke, but I can say he did the absolute bare minimum required and was unequivocally one of our worst baseball stringers. True story. So he's uh, very bad at what he does, which would explain why he has a new job seemingly every week. I want to know what a stringer is uh, before we end this podcast. Like Stringer Bell. That was funny, bro. That was funny. Stringer. First thing comes up, Stringer Bell. Um, stringer, Stringer. What would I put in? Stringer newspaper stringer okay stringer is a freelance journalist photographer or videographer who contributes reports photos videos yeah it sounds what he, like what he does he i feel like there, there's an element of milton from office space from uh with him with with catino it's like he doesn't work for any like real publication yet he seems to be like in the locker room getting interviews i don't know if he actually gets paid but he's there 
I mean, I, I don't. He works for like a blog that I, I don't think he actually gets money for it, does he? Well, it's true. How how does he even pay for all those boxing sessions if he doesn't have any money? Ah, H&R Block. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I think we've heard enough. It's been a terrible podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedSicketBlues. Follow me. I just said that. And uh, listen to the show. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. Remember to leave a review uh, for those iOS users. It only takes a second. If you don't want to leave a review, you're not witty. You're not smart. You're not funny. You're not like me. Just hit the stars. Give me five stars. Really appreciate it. Nothing less than that. And it uh, helps the show grow. From what to what? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing this for the fame, people. I'm doing it for you because I love you. Um, so there you go. So everyone enjoy the rest of your uh, week and weekend. And I will talk to you next week. That is a, not a threat, not a, but I promise. So I love all of you. With all that being said, I'm going to... And nigga was never good to you Down that amount, what you gonna do? Let's see hot dogs on the stick And drink some lemon French strips Over the back of the back And the king size bed Fifth floor clean, let's do the do Oh, listen, this is the young warrior Singing Deja Vu This is a dream that I was through Don't go breaking my heart Don't go breaking my heart I won't be breaking Too hot for the tea, F U and G. That's what you wanna do with your baby. Let's go to the park after dark. Ride some seven and get on your knees. Be behind you and Tommy Doggy. Then go to the movies. I don't care which movie. I just wanna get some popcorn, make it salty.
break.